you a fan of this podcast? Do you wish there was even more juicy content for you to sink your ears into? Well, there is. You can become a premium member of this podcast for $5.99 a month and get full access to an archive of over 50 bonus episodes. Additionally, we release a bonus episode every single month. That's a ton of extra content, including my personal interior design diaries, extra tips, my talking about trends, and so much more. Additionally, you'll be keeping us on the airwaves each and every week because your premium membership money goes directly back to making this podcast amazing. Check us out at affordableinteriordesign.com. Click on podcast to learn more and to become a premium member today. high-end designer or a lot of money to get a luxe look be your own interior designer this is affordable interior design the podcast here's your host betsy Hellman. happy new year everyone for me the new year symbolizes so much hope uh, aspirations gratitude reflection i know it's just another day in just a, you know, going around the sun kind of experience. But for me, I love the opportunity to get even quieter than I have been lately, to reflect, to hunker down even more with my family, to show them how I like to commemorate the year. My son has decided he wants to have a New Year's resolution of giving up candy. God bless him. And I like to show them that I like to journal and think through my thoughts and write them down. And then we journal together. And while they're reluctant at first because it feels like yet another homework assignment, uh, then they get really into it. And they're like, just five more minutes, mommy. Reset the timer. We want to keep going. It's really one of my greatest joys as a parent to show them the skills and things that I use to kind of process my thoughts, but also to introduce them to rituals that have been important to me in my life. I used to be a religious resolution keeper, like really lofty goals, no chocolate for a year, no soda, no anything that would be difficult for me. I made a resolution and life has gotten hard enough that I've let that go. I think around about the time I had kids, I was like, Life is already difficult enough. I don't think I need New Year's resolutions to challenge myself, <laughs> to test my fortitude. I think I think that's been tested enough. And I'll move on to other types of reflections for New Year's. But it's fun to see the next generation and what they're going to embrace and what rituals they'll find solace in. So hopefully you're getting a chance to reflect with you and yours. And now let's open the mailbag. You know, some things change in the new year and some things don't. And I'm so grateful that one thing that has not changed is that you guys keep sending me these amazing letters. So without further ado, here we go. My first email comes from Renee, and Renee writes, Betsy, thank you for continuing to provide such quality information to us regular people. Now, come on, Renee. That's the funny thing, right, is that you guys know so much about me, and I know nothing about you, but one thing I do know is that you guys are not just regular people. 
So many of my listeners, when I finally get a chance to talk to them, whether they become academy members and are my students, so I'm coaching them all the time, or whether they just write in regularly so I get to glimpse a little bit more deeply into their lives, I know that you guys are not just regular people. Well, what is a regular person anyway? But but I just am endlessly fascinated by all those small details that make you, you. And Renee, I have noticed that you write in a lot. So I feel like I know you, even though we've never officially met. Let's continue. You write, our hall bathroom is an improvement opportunity for sure. The floor tile is a mint color and the wall tile is kind of a creamy metallic speckle. My husband says he may have time to do something about the wallpaper soon. I need to have a wall color ready. I think almost anything would be an improvement, but I want to get it right. We'll paint the walls, add towel bars, get rid of that basket weave shelf above the toilet. We may paint the vanity cupboard, and we may even move the mirror. We haven't counted our pennies yet, but new light fixtures may also be in the works. The hallway is a light gray. We won't be replacing tile anytime soon because of our budget, and we don't want workmen in our house during the pandemic. What would you do to get the tile colors to play nicely together? Thanks, Renee. So yes, Renee, you described it well, but you do have sort of this Tetris style, these different rectangular and square shapes as the flooring in the bathroom that has like, it's mint meets green apple. I would say it's slightly more vibrant than mint in these pictures, mixed with like a taupe. And yes, it has white speckles all over it. And then we have these white three by three wall tiles that at first blush appear to be just white, but when you look closer, they have kind of golden flecks. So it is a bathroom that has a whole lot of look. And I'm excited to hear that you're gonna remove that cabinet above the toilet because it just looks visually cluttery and doesn't even look like it could hold that much considering it just has one tiny cabinet and two rather shallow shelves. You have a mirror, a frameless mirror above the vanity, which has those sort of Hollywood style vanity lights that have the three bulbs on each side on a silver mirrored strip. I do think that's a very dated look. And I do feel like that illumination can be really harsh. Even looking at these pictures for more than like five seconds is making my eyeballs hurt. I did get the LASIK, so I am more sensitive to light, but this is this is really extreme. It's quite bright in here. So I think that that would be a great investment is to swap out this mirror and do the light fixtures. Your wallpaper is very interesting. It basically has like this ivy um sort of pattern but over top of this organic ivy vine are these burgundy inch thick stripes that almost make it look like it's kind of a jail cell looking out onto a forest or something i'm really excited to hear that you'll be removing this questionable wallpaper because right now this bathroom has a whole lot of look going on because there's a lot of warm tones in this bathroom between the gold speckles, the taupe tiles, and then the green, which can classify as a warm color depending on the shade, you know, depending on how much yellow is there. I think going fully gray would be a misstep. Now, if this is a bathroom where you do your makeup, where you get ready for work, uh, where you wanna see yourself as you truly look, not just like a powder room where you're only just washing your hands and keeping it moving, then you'll want something that's not 
a color, not Roy G. Bibb. Instead, you'll want it to be a neutral tone. So that way the color of the walls doesn't reflect a pallor on your skin that's not really going to be seen out in the real world. I'm going to suggest that you go a little bit gray beige because of course we want it to feel cohesive with the hallway. It certainly does not need to match the hallway color, but we don't want it to look like it's coming from a totally different house. So I think going too creamy or too off-white might ruin that cohesion. Instead, let's go for the grayish that has hints of warmth. I'm looking at something like natural wicker. And you know, all these are Benjamin Moore colors because that's the only color palette I use just because it's most widely found internationally and um, contractors prefer Benjamin Moore. So there you go. I also like dove wing. So Dove Wing is OC18, Natural Wicker is OC1. And then another one that really bridges the gap between gray and like warmer tones is Classic Gray. And the name sounds gray, but it's actually not. When you put it up on the walls, it definitely has that kind of creamier undertone. You could also look at Fog Mist OC31. Now you will notice that all of these that I've mentioned are quite light in tone. And it's because I want this wall paint to recede into the background. I want you to get a larger vanity mirror. I want you to get a more interesting light. In time, I definitely want you to paint that vanity cabinet. The white just does not look as fresh as it could and it does look a little bit dated. I would recommend taking that dark taupe from the tiles and painting that the tone of the vanity cabinet. I think that will really give it an update, and I think it's easy and affordable, and you don't have to have workers come in in order to get it done. The other thing that would quickly give this bathroom an update on the cheap is to change out those knobs. Those knobs are like the tiny white ceramic knobs that have the silver detailing inside, and by changing those out for just something that's a metallic, like just something that's a silver, whether it's a brushed nickel or something like that, that will automatically help these cabinets quite a bit. So there we go, Renee. I think we've given your bathroom a very affordable facelift. And now it's time for a quick commercial break. Do you love this podcast? Do you wish you could learn even more? Well, we have an online class bundle. Our online class bundle is comprised of three online classes, Beautifying Your Home for Less, Styling Your Home, and the Fundamentals of Feng Shui. Each one of those three classes is between 30 and 45 minutes long and chock-filled with visuals and tips, things that will help you to style your own space or help out with other spaces. Additionally, with the pack of three classes, you get an autographed copy of my book, Affordable Interior Design. You get all of that for only $99. Once again, that's the three online classes as well as the book for only $99. You just go to affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes to buy your bundle today. And if one of those classes sounded intriguing, but maybe you already have my book or some of the other topics are not of interest, you can buy the classes individually at that site as well. Each class is $40. So head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes to get your bundle or your online class today. 
Let's move on to the next question, which comes from Carrie. Carrie is in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and she writes, Hi, Betsy. I've read your book, and I listen to your podcast all the time. My husband and I are buying a home with a tricky informal dining area slash breakfast nook. I've attached some pictures to give you an idea of the space. These are the seller's photos, by the way. I think a 42-inch round table would work well in the Eden kitchen, but I'm trying to find one that will work given the space, the floors, the cabinets. We need it to have a good flow. We will also be using this table a lot, so I'd like it to be durable. My style is comfortable transitional, although I love tiny hymns of glam, rustic, and even beach chic. I love the Pottery Barn style if that helps. Any ideas on tables I should look at? The more specific, the better. Thank you, Carrie. Well, Carrie, the first thing I want you to do is get a handle on your style because glam, beachy, transitional, rustic, there can be some commonalities, but I'm worried that your house might start to look like a mishmash. For instance, these seller's photos definitely look like a mishmash, and I don't want you to fall into that same trap. Now, one thing to note about your kitchen area is that the cabinets are like a mid-tone honeywood, whereas the floor is almost like a bleached type, very light-colored wood. Uh, and so already we've got some kind of conflicting wood tones. I don't want you to add more wood tone to this space because basically we're going to have to grapple with what's going on and pick a team. And there's already so much wood in here that it's feeling a little oppressive. Now the silver tone they're using in this area is a silver. Did I say the metal tone or the silver tone? Oh my goodness. I don't have any coffee after 4 o'clock, and it's 4.50 right now. My body wants coffee, but I will not sleep. Yes, I am officially that old, where if I have coffee after 4, I will not sleep. I remember the days of yore when I could have a cup of coffee with dessert at like 9 o'clock and hit the hay no problem. Those days are long gone. Okay, back to your dilemma. Now, we want to be looking at this room and thinking about the textures that are not represented. You know, we have stone with the countertop which is kind of a taupey type color with lots of veining. We have wood with the flooring and with the cabinets, and there's a lot of that. What are some textures we haven't used? We haven't used painted wood, which could be any color and does not count as wood. So that could be white, it could be blue, it can be red, any kind of color we wanna go for. And of course, it could also be black. Then we haven't used glass in here. And while it is next to an architectural feature that happens to be glass, which are sliding patio doors, we haven't actually used glass as an element. The other element that we have not used in this room is upholstery or a fabric type texture. I would be thinking about upholstered chairs. That way we can bring in that softness, that texture. Then I would be thinking, you know, when you're talking about durable, when you're talking about round table, glass. Glass just comes to mind. And I think that that would be a great addition to this room. Then you could do a pedestal type base. And the pedestal could be a silver finish, like the fixture above. So that for me, if you wanted me to get very, very specific, Carrie, is the direction that I might go in. Or I would think about, if you're opposed to the glass, a painted wood table. 
so that way it does not read as more of this wood tone but can be that fresh transitional element and then you can put any type of upholstered chairs you want to with it. Now, if you're thinking to yourself, Betsy, upholstered, this is in an Eden kitchen. It's going to get greasy from the cooking. We're going to spill on it. If you're worried at all, one thing I would consider is doing pleather or leather. That would be a great choice that also reads as sort of a softer texture that can bring in an element of real Roygibiv color and can make it much more comfortable to sit in this area. All right, Carrie, I've solved all your problems. Let me reach into the mailbag for one more question. This one comes from Becky. Becky writes, Hi, I enjoy the show. Thank you. I would like your take on the following. When we bought our new condo, everything was painted white. We kept it as it is, but now it's time to paint and I'm making decisions about colors. We have a longish entry hall, kitchen, dining room with a continuous ceiling. One of the ceiling picks almost looks like there's a soffit between the kitchen and the dining, but there's not. The kitchen ceiling is gloss and the rest is in a matte finish. The new paint will be low sheen for the entire ceiling. This room gets wonderful California sunshine and the walls are going to stay white along the same lines as this white. I just saw Sherman Williams' white sail, and I'm going to look into it. But I'm tempted to paint the ceiling something else. Am I nuts? Pale blue? Palest blush? Or something else? Something subtle but perceivable? Couch photos show colors of living areas, dark details that are carried into the dining room with indigo chairs. Our art rotates all the time. The kitchen photos shown here have painted purple above the granite and that in person makes the colors of the granite including the soft pinks show up beautifully while the purple recedes. There is one more twist to this question. The architectural arch leading to the hall in the bedrooms will be painted the same color as that hall, some kind of grayed lavender. Could a tint of that color go on the ceiling? P.S. Do you see all the crap on the ceiling? Yuck. It's all got to stay, but it can be painted. Any help is appreciated. Stay well, Becky. All right, Becky. Well, you have a lot of ideas, and I love your love of color. However, we want to make sure that when we're painting something a true color, like Roy G. Biv, like a purple, like a blue, or a blush, as you mentioned, we want to make sure that we're doing so with a clear intention. We want to make sure that it's something that we want to draw attention to. When something is not a neutral, when it's painted in a vibrant way, it's going to draw people's eye to it, even if it's subtle. Now, people are used to seeing a white ceiling, so making it something other than white is going to draw attention to it. And as you've mentioned, there's lots of things in this ceiling that I don't really want to see. It looks like there's a sprinkler system, there's recessed cans, there's some vents. This ceiling is nothing to write home about. It is nothing I want my guests to be looking at. My ceiling at home is nothing to um, draw attention to either. It's basic, it's plain, there's no beams, there's no beautiful moldings, there's no reason to be looking 
up there. So in my mind, we want to do this in a matte white paint. I like to go a step wider than the trim. That way, if you do have any sort of crown molding or picture molding, it will really look different than the wider ceiling. So I usually use Benjamin Moore's Super White ceiling white. I don't even use a very expensive line of their paint. I just use their Ben Moore, which is their cheapest, least quality line because nobody's up there touching it. Nobody's up there, you know, with sticky fingerprints or with boot scuffs. So really, you don't need to splurge on that paint. And then I would never, ever, ever do any sort of sheen unless it's something that you want to draw attention to. You know, if we're thinking about the Sistine Chapel, right? And there are certainly spaces that have really interesting cove ceilings that have tons of detail and they have done something more unusual with the paint color but it's to specifically draw someone's eye up it's to capture their attention and to draw the attention to the ceiling so if that's not something we're trying to do here if there's nothing to look at keep it simple matte finish white paint um because you already love color because you already have a ton of art that you regularly switch out your room does not need an additional layer of whimsy you've got enough going on that this room will be interesting without a colorful ceiling in fact we want to make sure you don't have too much going on so as you're looking at each room critically make sure that you have the inspiration piece and make sure that the colors for the artwork the chairs the fabrics the textiles are all derived from that inspiration piece so that this doesn't start to look too whimsical you know, so it does look like there is a reason behind the rhyme. You know, don't write me if you don't want to know my real thoughts, Becky, because I don't mince words. I didn't mince words in 2020, and I'm sure not going to start now in 2021. Guys, it has been such a pleasure talking to you. I'm going to leave you with one final thought. If your New Year's resolution was to start making some dreams come true, if your New Year's resolution was to start living your own life more fully and step into what you've always wanted to do, I want you to do a little soul searching and ask yourself, have I always wanted to be an interior designer? My program, The Academy, has been a huge hit and a wonderful bright spot for me in 2020. And I would love for you, if you feel called to become an interior designer, to check out that program. Go to affordableinteriordesign.com academy and you will find a quiz there that will direct you in your search to become an interior designer. The Academy is not a fit for everyone who wants to go into this field, but for those who do have the aspirations that align with what we teach in the Academy, there is no better program, and I can say that with confidence. Many programs teach you just how to be an interior designer, but they don't teach you how to actually run your business, how to monetize your services, and we have modules specifically dedicated to those principles, but also we have coaching sessions with me where we can really dig in to what you want to know and where you want to go and get deeper with those goals and aspirations. I want you to attain them in 2021. If we're not leading the life of our dreams right now, when are we going to start? I'll leave you with that message as we dive in 
into a brave new year. See you next week, guys. Bye. You've asked for it, and we have answered the call. For years, you've been saying, Betsy, you're talking about all these great design concepts, but we can't visualize them. You're describing the picture that the listener sent in of their problem, and we wish we could see that picture too. After all, a picture is worth a thousand words, and I do my best to describe them, but there's nothing like seeing it for yourself. And that's why Affordable Interior Design, the podcast, now has a YouTube channel. Not only do we have a YouTube channel where you could see recordings and clips of these podcast episodes, we also have an Instagram, a Facebook, and so many other exciting things. You should check it out. Head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash links. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash L-I-N-K-S links. And when you go there, you will see links to our YouTube page, our Instagram page, our Facebook page, and more. Please check it out, follow and subscribe so you can see everything I'm talking about. A big thank you to our amazing producer, Catherine Heller, to Aton and the MCR House Band, and to Affordable Interior Design, the sponsor of this podcast and the premier place to get an amazing look on a budget. Check out affordableinteriordesign.com. If you guys love the show, the very best way to support us is by spreading the word. Tell your friends or write us an awesome review on iTunes. So until next week, guys, thanks so much for joining us, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.